The Legion. Legion. Of lethargic super geeks. Rediscovering comics, sci-fi, and new media. Welcome to the Legion of Lethargic Super Geeks. This week we're talking about uh, the first X-Men movie. We're doing a classic movie review. But before we do that, the uh, Harvey Awards were just announced the day we were recording this podcast, so this probably won't come out for another month or whatever. But I wanted to go through the list for everybody and let you know uh, who's getting who's getting the nod from the critics. So here we go. Best letter. Chris Iliopoulos from Daredevil is what he, he got the award for. But uh, are you guys, do any of you guys know about Chris Iliopoulos' other work? I have seen that name. As a letterer? Well, in, in addition to his work as a letterer, he also draws, uh, what the heck's the name of that? It's, it's like this really, really funny comic book. Um, what's, uh, what's Reed Richards' kid's name? The Teen Titans. What's Reed Richards' kid's name? <laughs> it's not lame. Con- he's oh, ben, uh, ben Richards. Yeah, so it's called Ben Richards, Son of a Genius. That, that could be interesting. <clears throat> so anyway, I've heard really great things he's about He's a it. mutant, by the way. That's right. Best colorist, Laura Martin of For Thor. Yeah, we had at Dragon Con. Mm, well, we kind of said, hey, and then we were scared of her. And we were embarrassed that we didn't realize that she was who she was, yes. so we didn't get our, com- our that, Thor's sign. Thor looks stay. awesome, man. It is, it is it awesome. Is, she and deserves it's good. that. It's good all the way around. Best syndicated strip or panel, Doonesbury. Okay, whatever. Lame. It's the <laughs> dumbest. It's so old. It's, it, well, it and it's just, it, it's... It's a political kiss ass, is what it is. Yeah, all right. That's my political statement. Go ahead. Best online comics work, Perry Bible Fellowship by Nicholas. What? Gurowich. I can't even never say read it. Don't know anything no, about I it. Have to check into it. Best inker, Kevin Nolan for Witchblade. Tracer. <laughs> um, best American edition of foreign material, Edward Rizzio's Tales of Terror by Dynamite Entertainment. Don't know about it. Uh, best new series. Uh, this one's interesting, at least. The Umbrella Academy. It's uh, being done at Dark Horse Comics. The reason it's at least quasi-interesting is... Um, oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget this uh, guy's name. Worry, Let me look it up. He, uh, he, he's, he's the lead singer for some band. Hang on. Umbrella. Eddie Vedder? <laughs> Academy. Eddie probably has a lot of spare time on his hands. Yeah. Gerard Way of the rock band My Chemical Romance. Does oh my that. God, it's an emo band. <laughs> Shut up and move on. <laughs> oh, best, uh, best graphic album previously published. The Captain America Omnibus. Okay. That's good stuff. Um, special award for humor in comics. The Perry Bible Fellowship. Again. Uh, best new talent. Uh, Vaz. I can't pronounce this name. Vazlis Lolas. Last call. Oni Press. Uh, best biographical, biographical, historical, or journalistic presentation. Reading comics: How graphic albums work and what they mean by Douglas Wolk. Interesting. Best anthology: Pop Gun Volume One, edited by Joe Ke- Keatinge. Don't know what it is. Best domestic reprint project: <clears throat> The Complete Peanuts by Fantagraphic Books. Uh, best cover artist: Mike Mignola for Hellboy. Okay. Uh, special award for excellence in presentation, EC Archives. Oh, I love EC Comics. Uh-huh. They, they've been putting out um, archive editions that are like hardback and really, really yeah. n- well done. 
Um, they've been putting those out for about two years now, trying to re- reproduce yeah, the I, entire line. There was one guy who owned the rights to them back in the 80s. Yeah. And I had yeah, a yeah. couple of, I have one of those box sets, but they were so <clears> expensive. Uh, best graphic album, original. Scott Pilgrim Gets It Right by Oni Press. The Hero Initiative Lifetime Achievement Award goes to uh, Nick Cardi, presented by Todd DeZago. No idea. Best continuing or limited series is going to All-Star Superman, DC Comics. Yeah. Um, I've read All-Star Superman. I read the first trade, and I've heard a lot of good things about All-Star Superman. A lot of people are making a big deal about it. I'm not a big enough Superman fan to really dig it, but I understand why people like it a lot. Uh, Best writer goes to Brian K. Vaughn for Why the Last Man. Best artist goes to Frank Quietly, again, for All-Star Superman. Best cartoonist is going to Darwin Cook for The Spirit. Uh, and best single issue or story is going to All-Star Superman number eight. Way too much DC in this list. Yeah, it's bias. Yeah. <laughs> DC bias. Interesting. All right, so today we're talking about the X-Men movie, the very first X-Men movie by, uh, what's the director's name? Brian Singer. Brian Singer. I said it a minute ago and totally forgot. Brian Singer. Okay, so... This was the beginning of his downward slide into Superman Returns. (laughs) Um, Okay, so just right off the bat, let's get first impressions of what you think about this movie. The original X-Men movie. Chip. I thought it was great. I mean, I went to see... I mean, you know, it was the X-Men movie. Christ. I mean, you know, how long have we been waiting for that? You know, I thought... 20 years. Everybody was pretty well treated in it. Um... There was a couple. I'm trying to remember if there was any characters I thought were particularly bad. Um, other no, than, that's the second one when Kelsey Grammer comes in. No, yes, third. No, that's the third one. Oh that, yeah, that's yeah, the third one. That as one. Beast, oh. that was awful. Um, <laughs> but no Kelsey Grammer love here. I like you know he's great on. Um, yeah, but him is the Cheers, beast. but that whole thing is a beast. No, yeah, that just, was just back awful. to what we said before. If you're too well known. Get on yeah. out. Yeah. Well, they Sorry. were go- obviously going for the whole fact that he's the intellectual of the bunch. Right. And, right. Uh, right. But um, it just didn't maybe work as the intellectual and then putting him in a blue hairy suit. Yeah. Um, he was a senator, wasn't he? No, he was the special. He worked with the government. He was like an advisor. Okay. Yeah, on mutant affairs. Um, I'm trying to think particularly. And Chris I Dodd? Thought, I, th- <laughs> I thought. Um, the the story of the first the X Men the the story in the first movie yeah was kind of eh. what story kinda, yeah all right, all right before before we get into all that I'm still doing first impressions Brian do you like the movie or not uh, yes I liked it I uh, sort of liked that it was the, I think it correct me if I'm wrong but yes Spider Man had already come out and of course no, we had like no. Spider Man had not it was out. before it. Mm-hmm. It was before it the was first before Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yes. Oh, okay, well then this was really the sort of that first starting off point, it wasn't was. it? For, it was the first starting off point for, for for comic book movies doing well in general. Yes. Yeah, it was sort of a comeback for him because after the last um, after the Superman after the and, and the last movie. Batman movies, that was, uh, yeah. it was it was it was in a sorry state. Um, so this was had high expectations for comic fans i don't think that people really knew what they were going to see it yeah. was there was it was sort of a hype of uh of comic fans got excited enough about it that mm-hmm. everyone went out and saw it and uh, i think the general audiences really enjoyed it so if even if you didn't enjoy it 
this is the reason we have the Iron Mans and the Batmans yeah. and stuff like that now. Absolutely. The Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. And, and the Fantastic Four and Daredevils. And Elektra. <laughs> what made that so funny was the two of them just spontaneously wanted to go for the Fantastic Four throat, the jugular of the Fantastic Four. Well, you know so funny about the Fantastic Four, not to get off on a tangent, but it was my understanding that they had completely filmed a Fantastic Four right after, I think, right no. not too long after the first X-Men. And evidently it was so bad that they never even released it. And they basically went right back to the drawing board. No, no, no. They... Back in the eighties, um, no, I think they films. did another movie though. I Canon, heard they yeah, had, Canon had Films got, owned the rights to a lot of the movies, uh, to a lot of the Spider Mans and all of that. And Roger Corman and Canon Films Roger made Corman? really made a Fantastic Four, which they shelved and never showed. <laughs> and that's the one. That's what you're talking about because they were talking about that because people were leaking it onto the internet and they were like shutting everybody down so nobody would see this horrific movie before their own horrific movie came out. <laughs> now, I will say, Brian, you started that statement with not to go off on a tangent. <laughs> that has never been said here before. And never just, needs to be said again. <laughs> so, Scotty, first impression, X-Men. Um, I saw it opening night. I was real excited. And I walked out of there and I thought, Wow, that's a setup for a second movie because there was absolutely no story. Yeah, and and I didn't hate it, but I just can remember thinking that's exactly what I remember walking out of the theater going, "Cool, I can't wait for them to put out a second one." Because so yeah, so this is all a setup. It's a big, you know, because they're really so. I liked it, but I, you know, it, it's not like when I walked out of Iron Man, I went, "Wow, I want to see that again." When I walked out of X Men, I thought, "Wow, I want to see X Men 2. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I really liked the X Men movie because, like we just got through saying, it was the first big comic book movie that had been done in several years at the time it came out, and it was uh, pretty well done. Yeah. You know, the, the 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 special effects were great. The character development was awesome. The plot was one of the lamest plots in the history of movies, and I continuously make fun of it at every given opportunity. You know. Ooh. At least there wasn't any kryptonite involved. <laughs> well, at, at least there weren't evil real estate schemes, you know. Um, but, That's but, X-Men I mean, 4. <laughs> but, uh, but almost as bad as evil real estate schemes are, ooh, I have an idea. I'm going to turn everyone into mutants. Yeah. Uh, you mean? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Did we go into Heroes Season 3 here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hero, heroes like I've said continuously simply rips off the X Men, um, but but yeah, so so you know I thought I thought the character development was great. I thought the characterizations of most people were great. I thought that um, they got Kitty Pride and Rogue mixed up mixed mixed up. Yes. Well, yeah, they they reversed yeah. them. Um, and 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 like I've said in a previous podcast, you know Wolverine was too damn tall and good looking. But other than that, <clears throat> great. You're just bitter about the whole. Hugh Jackman. Thing he right wants here. to be Hugh Jackman. I think that's the so. thing, and he's angry with. I him. want to dance. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 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 now that we've said all of that, um, what was your favorite part of the movie, Chip? Since you liked it, um, yeah, was there a scene that you really remember from it when you think about this movie? I'm thinking there... about the, all the scenes that come to mind are in the next two movies. I'm trying to remember the good scene yeah. in this movie. They all run was together. There, was, it, was there a specific character in the movie you thought was really outstanding? Um, Wolverine. 
Well, yeah, Wolverine. Well, the the movie was about Wolverine, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, I thought they handled Sabretooth well. I mean, I thought that you know, like that character was good. That was kind of cool. I didn't like Toad so much. Mystique. Okay, I think too Myst- much. Huh? Too much of Mystique. Too much of Mystique. I think so. I don't know. I thought that they handled that character really. I thought she was really good, and the way she, you know, who she was, and you know, all that kind of. Stuff. <laughs> it was more of an excuse to show her ass. No, I mean, you know, it's Rebecca Romaine Stamos who ain't seen that. I mean, come on, ain't no big deal. <laughs> But you know what I mean? I think uh, I think it was it was just too that was the one thing. I liked it. I liked the way they handled her. She was but it was just a little too much of her. Yeah. Brian, do you have a favorite scene or a favorite character? Um his favorite character wise. I was really looking forward to the whole Sabretooth mm-hmm. Wolverine thing. Yeah. I thought that um I thought that they made Sabretooth when he wasn't fighting Wolverine sort of the uh comic relief for the for the uh, for the villains yeah, and right. i thought that was a little sort of off it's almost like they say well we got to have some comic relief somewhere so we'll just make the yeah. big strong guy always be screwing stuff up unless he's fighting wolverine but yeah, yeah they, i remember that one scene I, and i think the scene probably sticks out in my head because it's probably the one they show in the trailers and everything so much um i think like wolverine is fighting on uh the statue of liberty right um, that that went a little over the top, but yeah. it had promise. Um, Wasn't he fighting Magneto on the Statue of Liberty? No, he was I think fighting. they're all fighting, but I think okay. I think Sabretooth's up there too. And I think those oh, okay, two are going yeah. at it for like the second time in the movie. It's like the first right. time they sort of run into each other, and it um, in, the, in the snow. Yeah, yeah, and that's sort of the first time he runs into him, and he doesn't even really know what's going on. Yeah, but uh, but that, yeah, the second time on the. Um, on the Statue of Liberty was that was pretty cool. Well, I mean, oh, and I'll tell you about a character that I think is not good, but got better in the second movies was Halle Berry as Storm. Yeah, she I looked agree. ridiculous in the first movie. She was much and acted ridiculous. <laughs> she was much better in the second. I and agree. Third. I would agree with that. Yeah, but actually, I've put her on my top ten list of uh, depictions of comic book characters, and the reason I did was because as ridiculous as she was in the first movie, that was fairly accurate for early Storm. Yeah, true. True. I'm sorry, Scotty. What, was Storm from another country? Yes, yeah, she's, she's from, from Africa. Africa. Okay, but, but I thought Africa that, and I thought that was the one weak point. I mean, she could have done an African accent pretty easily. I don't oh, understand no. why they didn't go that that route because I sort of like the idea that all of these char- all these characters come from all over the world. They're not just all well here in America. We just grow mutants, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the <laughs> Ultimate X Men, which is what they were going mutants. from, she's just a normal American girl. Okay, is she? It seems to be in the Ultimate. She is, yeah. Oh, I haven't, I haven't read Ultimate X Men yet, so I'm halfway through the first big one. So I will, I will share. We'll just have to put together care packages for poor Brian and send him a bunch of graphic novels to read and send back. <laughs> what is it? Any good? Is Ultimate X Men's any good? I'm just getting into it. I'm, I'm reserving. You can get almost the entire Ultimate X Men collection on DVD for ten bucks. Or you can buy the actual really? comics for like a dollar fifty. Yeah, there you go. I mean, go. the actual big graphic novels. Yeah, Smoky Mountain books. Smoky Mountain books. If you're out there in Elizabethton, <laughs> Tennessee, that's who I bought all my used stuff from through Amazon, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's I think cheap. I actually I have bought stuff through them. You're right, man. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I got Iron Man Extremist coming for like a buck. That's good. Yeah. 
Okay, um, so so um, Scotty hasn't told us who he liked yet. Like I said, I think it was all. I, I did think Sabretooth looked real cool, especially that scene in the snow. Yeah, yeah. I thought he looked really cool. Um, yeah, I just that movie. They all run together for me. All three yeah. of the X Men movies now, and, and I have, and I can, especially that first one. I just remember it was more of like, you know, here's the characters. Uh, here's the um, con, you know. There's the bad combat. Yeah, it was just kind of like here's this, here's that, um, and I don't. It's nothing really stuck at you know sticks out. I did like it when he took um, Cyclops's motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Always- Rush Hour Two. I mean, X Men Three seems totally different to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I can't now. I you know do have haven't... trouble getting them mixed. I do get them mixed yeah. up because. The second, the second one's easy to remember because the second one is that graphic novel you let me borrow. What was it called? The X Men. The X Men. Are you talking about God Loves Man Kills? Yeah, I mean that's the second. That's the I, second X Men movie. You think so? I thought that the first X Men movie was more derivative of that graphic novel. No, because Stryker's actually in there. Well, yeah, Stryker's in there, but in the first X Men movie, it's all about. Um, the, the the politics of the situation. I guess both movies are about the politics yeah. of the situation, yeah. I think. I guess all three movies yes. are about the politics of the well, situation. Well, you know, but the third movie, the the thing that really we're just going to talk about all the X Men movies because yeah. they all run together. <laughs> but the thing that really irritated me about the the third one is they handled the Dark Phoenix all wrong. Not right. that they haven't beat that to death in the comic book so much that if you read the X Men, you don't ever want to even freaking hear the word Dark Phoenix again. But they just handled that really crappy. I was glad she got the the claws to the gut there at the end. And she was not a very good Marvel girl either. Fam, key, whatever. She never really did much for me. And the guy who played Cyclops never did much. Me for neither. Me. He was. Uh, he had the right look, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But the dynamics yeah. of the group didn't he's, work. He he didn't seem like the leader. But he's but, a yeah. dick in the comic books too, though. Well, so. see, the thing about it in my mind is that I thought that he played the role exactly the way the director wanted him to. I think the director didn't understand Cyclops. I don't think the director understood Phoenix or Marvel Girl or whatever you want to call her either. Yeah. No yeah. Marvel but Girl and the Ultimate director though. Say again. I'm sorry, Brian. By the third one, you had a different director, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I heard an interview with the guys who wrote the script for the third X-Men movie, and um, they apparently were the advocates of including the uh, Dark Phoenix story in it, and uh, the studio wanted it to be the Joss Whedon story about the cure from the uh, Astonishing X-Men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, And so they were going back and forth on that for a while, and uh, finally, a compromise was reached. The way all great movies end up being <laughs> shit is because of the compromise that is reached. Oh, and, yeah. um, and, 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 and that's how we ended up with what we had. And the writers were just, you know, in the interview I heard, they were completely pissed off about, you know, the second half of the movie, the way Dark yeah. Phoenix was depicted. They were like, the first half is our script. The second half is what the studio did to it. Yeah. You and, know, anytime, if you look at the great TV shows that were on, <laughs> I mean, The Simpsons, um, MASH, um, I think Seinfeld was like this. A lot of the, um, I know Cheers was, uh, even going back to the Beverly Hillbillies and uh, Green Acres, there was almost no interference from right. above. Those, all of those shows, uh, when, they, when they made MASH, the guy who made it, well, I guess it had uh, a lot of clout and said, uh-uh. 
you guys can't give us notes, so they would hardly ever get show notes. And the right. same thing with The Simpsons. Um, when they put it together, I think it was the Brooks guy. I can't think of his first name, but he was like uh, Matt Groening, yeah, and yeah. But the Brooks. Brooks is the yeah, and yeah. and then the idea being, you can't. It doesn't get watered down. You don't have a. You have a vision. A lot of artistic work has to be a singular, or at least uh, it has to be a vision that then somebody has to have that vision, and you pull other people into it, and they have to get it. Yeah. And tell us more of what you think, Ayn Rand. Exactly. <laughs> oh. She's German. <laughs> Objectivism. Well, I know the reason that I said that was because that's Ayn Rand's idea is that... That's you probably could, where I got it. It's it, Part of objectivism is the idea that um, art can only be made by a single person and that, and that, that yeah. single person can, can, can bring in outside sources to complement their vision, but the vision has to be a that's single source. That's her reaction to the public yeah. works art of she, the Depression. Right. Yeah. Well, she's art just... By committee. She's uh, Western individualism to the 10th degree and, and I and I buy into some of that but I think the idea and maybe a better way of putting it is art can really only be done by artists right so if you have groups of artists they'll get together and make some you know often you but guys in suits that you know does it have to be a spider exactly <laughs> my that's my point right there and that's all I'm trying to say but I thought I mean of the three movies X-Men 2 in my opinion was my favorite it's the it's only one I clearly on the good one yeah, I agree with that I, I would say that it is the good one yeah um, it's now did we have did we have Kitty Pride only in three well, she was in the first two because you see her running uh, through doors and they talk about her. Yeah, they talk about her and, and, you, and you see her and you in see one, her backside. You don't see her in two. But, but she's not even played by the same character who ends up playing her in the third. In the right, third the third one, one's the, the one where she's really developed because yeah, Rogue right. runs off to get her powers taken. That's away. where she gets the goo and she becomes like she has the black. Oh wait, that's Spider Man. Yeah, that's Spider Man. It's Venom. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. But um, um, I thought, like I said, I thought two was the best. I thought the story was the best. Um, I thought the characters were great. Nightcrawler was in it, which, I mean, Brian, I know he's one of your favorites. And I always thought, I was like, I love Nightcrawler. How are they ever going to do him in a movie? You know, so I understood why they left him out. And I thought they did a pretty good job with him. He was pretty cool. But I just don't understand why they didn't bring him back for three. Yeah, he was just like, it wasn't even sort of like, he wasn't even I, mentioned. It was just like... I actually heard the actor didn't want to reprise the role. Well, I probably yeah. could understand that with all the well, makeup and, and, and stuff. And that guy does a lot of independent films. And he does and, a ton of stuff in England. He's yeah, that's what I mean. He, he's real busy. Yeah, so that could be it. I mean, because they probably didn't pay him a whole lot, you know? And to put on all that crap. And they had Kelsey Grammer as the beast, so what more do they need? Oh. Yeah, having two blue guys would have confused a yeah, lot of people. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Who's I'm the just, blue guy. I'm not saying the the comic, you know, the, the comic book fans would I completely understand, right. but there would be some confusion about who, which is which. And there's yeah, probably some people skinny, out there that think yeah. that he was the same person. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but one was skinny and one was not. But they still well, could have done. They could have done a beast that wasn't blue because he wasn't always blue. You know, he True. looked like a normal person Could for have been a long like, yeah, but they, Chartreuse or something. And he's moved back and forth. He was normal. Then he took the uh, mutant accelerator. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked like Puck, and then he looked like the Beast, and then he looked like Puck. And then he well, looked he looked like, <laughs> you know, they could have easily found somebody to play that part. Well, no, but the thing about it is, is they needed the Blue Beast for, for that one scene. That's my phone going off. Hang on a second. Terrible. So unprofessional. It's extremely unprofessional. Yeah. Hey, he's a working musician. He can't. He's got to answer right. the phone. Uh, I think it's on Ran. 
too. So anyway, whatever. It's oh, one of the two. Ein is that's probably what it is because that's German. She is was German. She was German. They took it away from her. No, she's right, this, yeah, this is what I was gonna say. Okay, she's deceased. You, you had to have Blue Beast for the scene where um, he he walks in the room with Leech and he moves his hand over towards Leech and you see his mutant stuff going away as he gets closer. Right. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If yeah, it hadn't that's been, right. that, that, that's the whole reason you had him there. Well, you know, the other thing that's interesting is um, Juggernaut. Runs yeah. into the leech and loses his power. Yeah. Juggernaut's not a mutant. That's right. Yeah. So comics. I was like, wait a minute. His power wouldn't be diminished. He's not a mutant. <laughs> his, it's, it's magic. You should have stood up in the theater and screamed that. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that would have been good. I like that they brought in Madrox, the multiple man. And, yeah. Uh, oh, and that was a good scene between he and Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Where Wolverine's like killing all of him. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, but then they had some of the lame, you know, like the guy who was throwing the bones at Wolverine yeah. that were coming out. That's actual, that's a character that's in the Marvel Universe. And it was around before the comic book. So, I mean, before the movie. So, like, well, what lame mutant can we pull out to put in the movie? Oh, well, we've got um, Kalisto, who is actually the girl in Heroes I just figured out. The Hispanic girl in Heroes? Oh, yeah, okay. That's Kalisto. Oh, I did not place that at all. And cool. um, we had Porcupine Boy, or whatever his name is. Uh, and, um, that was terrible. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> um, what's the girl who slaps her hands? Shockwave, or whatever yeah. she's called? You know, I, I thought they were just trying to put those people in there so they could have more action figures to sell. Oh, that's exactly why they do it. It's all about the merchandising now. Thank you, George Lucas. <laughs> and the overuse of CGI. Thank you, George Lucas. <laughs> so, I don't know. So okay. We get negative sometimes. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Are they planning an X-Men 4 movie? I don't know. Well, they're doing the offshoots. They're doing yeah. the they're doing the Wolverine movie. Yeah, they're calling um, they're calling it. They're talking about doing a Magneto movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh. they're calling it X Men Origins. Uh, and then yeah, they're, they're gonna do a X Men Origins a Wolverine. X Men Origins Magneto. He was. I think Magneto leads an alternate lifestyle. That's all. Well, he's the actual actor. He, well, the actor does. Does, yeah. does he? Yeah. Yes. Well, then yeah. that explains it. He's Gandalf just never seen. It's not Gandalf the Gray. It's Gandalf the Gay. <laughs> <laughs> See, he was good as Gandalf. Oh, he was. Maybe you can have a gay wizard. But a gay well, he wasn't Magnet big enough because Magneto. Just, Magneto's always been drawn as like a tall guy, like maybe like six foot four, and not like huge, but like in shape and kind of you know like sure. thick. I, and he's a little too thin, a little too old. I, I I've got to say, and I as a kid, I had X Men were was my biggest collection, a huge X Men collection. Uh, but Magneto as a villain. He just seems to me like he belongs in the DC universe. He's just lame. No, I mean, he, no, because he is, he's, it's like the Joker Batman. I know, but he's between Xavier and Magneto. But he's never been that good of a villain. Unbreakable. Man. How cool is Dr. Doom? Dr. Doom is, a, oh, is the villain, man. Okay, all right. All he's right. a, you know, now, then, especially no, in the movie. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> that, he should have been an Electra. That's how bad that was. And I, and I but when he was the riding the Silver Surfer's uh, board in the second, lame. <laughs> well, you're the one that, that caught up. That's CGI there. Yeah, that, I mean that's just uh, anyway. Back to back to why Magneto's lame. He he just to me, he's never been a good villain, and it just it seems it seems like they've been tied to him 
because he was of in the, the first history. issue. Yeah. yeah, and it's just you, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. They should just let him. I mean, come on. Ooh, Matt, metal stuff comes to me. I mean, that's it. He in could his crack helmet. the world in half if he wanted. Yeah, that's I mean, how that, that is. He I is. would say he's probably one of the most powerful characters in all of the Marvel universe because of that, though. I yeah. Mean, but he's gay. <laughs> what about what about Professor X? Not to With, offend uh, any Picard. of our possible. Uh, yeah, I don't have you know. I, I mean, like I said, he's they make great wizards, but they don't apparently make. I just never have liked Magneto. Do, okay, having and it has nothing to do with his sexual orientation. I just don't like him as well. No, villain. I just don't. I mean, I Continue think continue this rant. I'll be right back. I think that what um, Ian McCallan did a good job as the you know playing the part, but I just don't think. That like he was saying, Alan was saying earlier, they don't really, they didn't really know what the character was supposed to be, right? Um, because I mean, you know, he he should have been a little bit younger, a little bit bigger guy, and but man, did that unif? I mean, his his outfit has always been lame. Like I said, and I'm I yeah, anybody I've always who wears read a the cape, yeah, it just it's a dated villain, no capes. It's a date, and I know he's the main villain, you know, and I know I but. But back to, you know, there are so many better villains. Uh, I mean, any, you know, he's just, I just never thought he was a good villain. The X-Men. As far as just his attitude, what he what he's trying for, or is are you saying that just because he, you just think his powers are lame? No, or? I think, the you know, uh, the powers would be okay. Uh, but I, I just think it's the, 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 the way costume, he looks, the costume, yeah. um, kind of how they have him. I know and the helmets, it just kind of well, has the helmet, a datedness to it. He it, wears the helmet to block Xavier because the helmet keeps right. Xavier from but that, finding And him. I got no problem with that, but the look of it. I mean, it looks like, I just don't like the look of it. And I didn't uh-huh. think as a character, it's probably, if I had to pick one thing, it's the look. An all-round look. Everything about him. He just doesn't have a menacing quality he does in the comic to book, it but he doesn't in the movie yeah and in the, even right. in the comic book it depend on how it it would depend on how they draw him and and what the the situation was but in the movie i thought he was very sort of yeah. generic or well, vanilla <coughs> and he's somewhat well, he's, he's old, often that way in the comic book he's the very old school villain too i mean yeah that's what i mean villain. and you hear you uh you you're updating all of these characters and you have the villain who's one of the main people in the story and he's got a purple pinkish outfit with stop it <laughs> with Did you a just say of- stop it <laughs> I said stop it he wasn't as much a villain as he was a guy who had an agenda yeah and because See, that no, agenda yeah. could go either way right so, you know, that's I mean, there were times the, that he was he was heading up. Think about the think X-Men, about right? he, he was sort yes. of yes. But think about this: he had Mystique as his girlfriend. She could be any girl he wanted her to be. <laughs> People don't think of the advantages no. of hanging around but with Mystique. But no, you come on. She's it's a kind, girl. Is she? She's going to want to be herself, and she's got to be special. Come on. <laughs> you really you you know, just think about it. You go to her, and you're like, hey, how about Jen- you look like Jennifer Aniston tonight? How is that going to go over? Not so well. Just saying. <laughs> oh, okay. She turns so, into Ro- or like uh, Rosie O'Donnell or something. Like that. How about this? And it, you know, it always does That's when we bring up relationships with today. Scott. <laughs> it always does when we bring up relationships. That, no, with Scott. I was no, I was. Brand, this was Chips brought this up. I and, brought it up, and I was just denouncing it. I see. Just like so, Magneto. Just like well, so okay. The reason that I liked Magneto though is that is exactly what Brian just said. You know, the idea that 
he isn't actually a villain. And I really like the fact that in the first X-Men movie, they, they didn't call them the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. They no. called them the Brotherhood of Mutants. Right. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and it became like that, that whole, we think we're doing the right thing here. And, and that, that idea really came across well as far as... Well, also, the very beginning of the movie where you see Magneto's parents being dragged off in the concentration camp yeah. kind of set the tone on how, how Magneto's going to view the world from then right. on. Yeah, totally agreed. He so, still needs to not have that hot pink outfit. <laughs> What's your problem with the hot pink outfit? Yeah, it's just not menacing. I mean, my he, wife just on. walked out to play tennis in a hot pink. Outfit. Yeah, and 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 she's gonna play tennis. She's not gonna try to rule the world. Yeah, she's it's not just everybody in the not, mutants. Magneto as a character is just not menacing. I agree with you, and I also didn't think the Toad was terribly menacing. In you know the, who? No, you know who no, played no. the Toad? The guy who played Darth Maul, Maul Ray Parks. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. The guy's an actual kung fu like sword master, or whatever. He was also He's the a one ninja in the first f- <laughs> for the sword, um, the lightsaber battles in the first um, episode one, the Phantom Menace. The Phantom he Menace. was the person who taught all them. Him and one an offenser were the people who taught them how to do really? all everything. Yeah. <laughs> he but he couldn't stop Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> and he was demoted to playing the Toad. <laughs> and the next movie I saw him in was he was the bad guy in X versus Sever. Which I, what is that? It's a movie with Antonio Banderas and oh, Lucy Liu where they're like dude, super spies. What if Antonio Banderas is in the movie? Why are you watching it? Because Lucy Liu was in the movie. <laughs> okay, Chip, you watch way too much crap television. <laughs> no, those are crap movies. Crap oh, okay. movies. Then you watch Smallville and read Teen Titans. You can't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> was the excellent. Goonies was on this afternoon. Oh, I hate that movie. It only got one star. I can't believe that. Okay, sorry. Point five star. <laughs> Magneto's in it. Magneto's in it. Yeah. Is he really? No. Oh, I didn't know if Ian McCallum was in it or not. <laughs> oh man. One of the Corys is. <clears throat> okay, yep. so 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 Brian, if you had to pick. Which uh, which which was your favorite X movie? I don't remember you saying this earlier, because we were all well, talking about X two. The second one. The second one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine anybody just not saying that. But is did there, you like the third one, Brian? Yeah. Is there anything about the third one you liked? I wanted to like it. Cyclops died. <laughs> but oh. it just it just when that final fight scene yeah. started coming together, it was just it just got just silly. really just silly. Yeah. yeah. I That's mean, it just I got to the too. point. It was actually the scene that they did in the house um, where Dark Phoenix was really just losing it. That had yeah. a lot of potential. Um, I agree. But Where she kills Xavier. What's that? Where she kills Xavier. Yeah, Bard? yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. scene had a lot of promise. And it, it, I don't know, it just, I don't know why, but it just. Well, the, didn't re- the reason really that I thought that well, scene was but, so powerful was because, because she killed Xavier. All at once, it, it feels like, oh, all bets are off. They can kill anyone in this movie. You know what I mean? And uh, and then they didn't. <laughs> but you know they couldn't. You knew that when they killed Xavier, he was going to come back somehow because they could redo it so he could walk. Right. You know, that was the whole, I mean, you know, they made Xavier, they let Xavier walk after the brood in the comic book. He's like right. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, kind of. Now, I will say this about Xavier. Sure. When I was in junior high, and we had, and I was in, I was taking French. We had to pick our name, and I'm like, cool. 
Xavier. Cool. And she's like, no, that's Xavier. And then I, oh, that's lame. <laughs> and I was stuck. I was Xavier. Xavier. Yeah, I got in trouble a lot in the class, too. And she said, Xavier. And I'm like, oh, it should be Xavier. Come on. Xavier. <laughs> and it was Xavier. I'm like, oh, I don't want correct French. I want cool French. Uh, <laughs> All right. So um, any other thoughts about the uh, the X-Men? I'm trying to. Glad um, they did it. Glad they glad did they, yeah, they put yeah. out the movies. And I Good will point. say, to go back and bash the uh, Fantastic Four, if the X-Men are on TV, they, they show them a lot on uh, cable. I'll watch those. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think that's another reason why they kind of are in a big mixture of X-Men movies, like a big stew, because I'll just watch like 20 minutes here, 30 yeah. minutes here. But when the final four are on... Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Yeah, I do. The final solution. <laughs> um, when they're on, I mean, even uh, Jessica... Um, She's the worst part about it. Other yeah, she than, is. But, and I, I wanted mean, as far to as like, playing uh, a character, she was the worst interpretation of any of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. She's fun to look at. Right. But, you know, I just didn't think that she right. really came across as... Yeah, get I a mean, poster. And the guy who the plays... I mean, in, you know, like... The guy who plays the thing is actually a really good actor. I liked him, but that uh, you know, they they this thing should have just been a completely CGI character because he's supposed to be like seven or eight foot tall. I mean, he's supposed to be really huge, and him being like under six foot tall really doesn't work. And then the guy who plays Reed Richards, I don't know, I've never seen the guy in anything else, yeah. but he's horrible. I didn't like him that much either. And they and Silver Surfer was probably <laughs> one of my favorite characters. Yeah. In fact, I found. I got to buy it and I'll buy it and send it to everybody because they don't have it. But it was like the first graphic novel I ever remember reading. I was in elementary school and my dad bought it for me. It was a Silver Surfer by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Right. I found one copy and I ordered it. So I let everybody read it and let you what you think. But I love the Silver Surfer. And I'm like, oh, the, and I go, yeah. okay, it's the Fantastic Four. It's probably going to be lame, but oh, please let the Silver Surfer at least be decent. See, that's, they, that was garbage. That's how I felt about Doctor Doom. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, cool. They're finally going to do Doctor Doom. Well, what do you wham, think about wham. the Silver Surfer? I mean, I just thought that it was, and for well, the see, major I thought I thought the action related to the Silver Surfer was kind of cool. It's yeah. just as soon as he opens his mouth, yeah, yeah, they didn't handle him well. And then also Galactus, they I wanted to see the freaking giant with the helmet. I wanted to see Jack Kirby's Galactus. I didn't want to see this freaking <laughs> space nebula cloud. Well, does does Galactus? Does he just appear as he can appear in different ways? To no, different he's societies? always a giant creature. He's to, to my knowledge, he always is the big purple thing with the horns. Yeah. yeah. He, he well, I just got done reading the uh, Stormbreaker thing, the which is uh, the whole thing with Beta Ray Bill, and that has to do with Galactus visiting the planet that his people yeah. are. Yeah. Are at and oh. um, he's going to of course consume the planet, and right. uh, he appears as to them as sort of this great god that they have in their belief system, oh, and weird. that is supposed to come. Yeah. So I, and therefore and then later on, once it, it moves much further into the into the uh, series of comics, he actually appears. How Galactus? How you? Everyone thinks of him the giant, you know, guy with the helmet with the. With you know the big huge helmet and everything, that's an entirely a Jack Kirby invention, I think. But yeah, um, well, well, no, yeah, yeah, because Gala- Silver Surfer and Galactus was during the Kirby days of the Fantastic yeah. Four. But um, I remember reading Silver Surfer had a comic. They re they revamped him in the, I guess it was the eighties or nineties. But I think it was the late eighties. Yeah, and there was an interesting one because there's the there's the seven immortals. 
I don't know if you remember. You'll see them every once in yeah. a while in the comic books, the Mighty Avengers. Yeah. There are these creatures. Captain that, Marvel had to. They're the last of their people, and therefore they are the immortal. They live forever. Yeah. They represent all these races. Well, they were all trying to do this trick and destroy Galactus, so he ate them. <laughs> but you can't eat him. It was going to destroy him, and the Silver Surfer actually had to help him. You know, and then there was the whole ethical thing of do I save Galactus and all that. But it was it was it wasn't a bad comic back then. I only read did like he actually a, eat them? Well, he you know absorbed their absorbed their energy. You know oh, the way he thing. does everything. He's like else. he's actually trying to eat them, and he's no, using he his like surfboards <laughs> like a to gag him. You know, he needed <laughs> some. He needed, it was like a tongue suppressor. He needed some Galactic <laughs> peptic AC or Pepsid AC, some Zoloft. You know, something to settle his stomach. All right, here's the here's the answer to the Galactics question. <clears throat> As a living force of nature, Galactus's true form uh, is close to that of a humanoid star. It cannot be perceived by most beings, and so each species perceives Galactus in a form they can comprehend, usually in a form similar to that of their own species. Galactus requires his armor to help regulate his internal energies, as Galactus must continuously feed him feed to sustain himself. His power levels are inconsistent throughout any given period. For this reason, Earth's heroes have been able to achieve various degrees of success in repelling or defending, pardon me, or defeating a starving, weakened Galactus. Where are you reading that from? Wikipedia. Uh, I know it. I, I'm, I'm wondering if, if the Silver Surfer is going to reappear in some of these, and uh, the one that would make a lot of sense that he might appear in, in a Thor movie, uh, because there's there was a lot of Thor, Silver Surfer sort of interactions in past Thor comics. So. Oh, I didn't know that. I liked how they treat Thor in the Ultimates. Like you were saying, they're like, yeah. he's just this crazy guy with an axe. He thinks he's a god, but hey, as long as he's on our side, we're not going to say nothing. And he's like a communist or a socialist. He's like anti-American. That's the show today. We hope you had fun. Be sure to check out our website at thelegionoflethargicsupergeeks.com. You can also get there by simply typing in the initials. L-O-L-S-G dot com or T-L-O-L-S-G dot com You can also leave us an iTunes review or a comment on the website Next episode our Book of the Month Club selection Identity Crisis by Brad Meltzer Legion of Lethargic Super Geeks is a production of VSA Entertainment VSAEntertainment.com